0: And I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Have you ever felt that way? Or should I say, how many times have you felt that way? <laughs> I don't know whether to live or die. Hello, hello. This is Laura Pareca If you haven't already guessed, <laughs> how are you doing? I hope you're doing better than me. I have been going through a rough patch, but I tell you what, I'm gonna share with you on this episode the old way of doing things, the new way of doing things, and then my way, the Lara Pereka way that can help save you from disaster because it is saving me from disaster right now. So the old way is to do, 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 work, 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 nose to the grindstone, right? We all remember our parents worked somewhere for 30 years and then finally retire and probably die a few years after that. That was the old way. And the challenge for people in the olden days was to wake up from that treadmill and to find a better way. The new way, the way people are doing it now, we see this all around us, is handling distractions making attempts to mitigate them and to survive somehow, not even to thrive, but to survive amidst all the distractions and things that distract our focus and take us away from what we really want to be focusing on, the things that the pandemic showed us were really most important. Family, love, enjoying your work, those things, right? We're trying now in modern times, the new way is to focus on the good and avoid the bad. Leave your cell phone out, out of the bedroom when you go to sleep at night so you can avoid the bad right turn off social media try to avoid the bad well i'm here to tell you that there is a new way the laura Pereca way <laughs> that's a terrible name for it and that really isn't a name for it that's just what i thought of spur of the moment here to kind of make it funny but uh, i digress This new system that I want to share with you is a better way than the modern way and, I dare say, a better way than the old way. This is it. Imagining, using your creativity, and getting more into the receiving mode where you allow and receive the good to come to you. See, we got to be the change we wish to see in the world. We've wanted this in the past. People want it today. And in my new way, it's still the same thing. The main underlying thing is, those of us that are continual learners, we want to be the change in this world. We, we want to see change so we recognize we have to be the change. The problem remains, what do you focus on to get you there, right? What do you have to do to get you to that place where you are feeling that freedom? <laughs> I was born in Philadelphia. Philadelphia freedom. I remember that old song. And here's the thing we do. We want to feel free and most of us don't. Even in a country like the good old U.S. of A., most people don't feel free. They feel like they have shackles on them. They are busy doing what they must do rather than what they want to do and what sets their spirit free. Can you relate to that? I have lately, as my followers know, had very challenging things in my life. My spouse passed away after many, many years of a wonderful life. And it was sudden and it was unexpected and it has really shaken my world because my new business chapter has turned into my new life chapter. (laughs) My first book was The Six Secrets to Success, How to Navigate Change When It is Inevitable. And boy, I'm glad that I can follow my own advice at this time in my life. And the most important thing, the... um, paradigm shift that we must make is recognizing how important our decision making and our imagination is. You see, we have a mind, but we are not our mind, so we need to use our mind, right? We can create the most wonderful things in our imagination and that'll help us pull us through these hard times. And not only that, it'll help put us in the receiving mode where we can actually have change. We can believe in advance, And the things that we expect are much more likely to come to pass when we are being positive than when we're being negative. So I remember, let's see, let's go back about eight, ten months from now when I was taking a course from a friend of mine. See us lifelong learners? We're always taking courses. (laughs) We're always learning and improving and we're into personal growth and development because we recognize that the stronger we make ourselves, the better future we'll have. The more we can help others. It's kind of hard to help others when you haven't helped yourself. Take it from me, I know, being a woman in modern times, we're the helpers, right? We're the nurturers. And very often, we neglect ourselves, and that plays itself out in how well we can help others. So no more. Time for self-care, time for improving ourselves. And speaking of self-care, most important is self-image. You see, when you feel like you are worthy and valuable, you'll naturally take better care of yourself. You'll naturally build that self-image because as you're doing good things, it's kind of like the confidence-competence loop right? The more confident you become, then the more competent you are at whatever you're doing, and then the more confident you are, and it's like a circle. And so similarly with our self-image, if we picture in our mind the best version of ourselves, we are going to create it little by little, step by step in our lives. You want to expand that vision of yourself into something greater, something that right now you can say, hmm, I'm not that. But you know deep inside that that's where you want to be. That is where you want to be with your values and your esteem and your worthiness. And so if you can picture it first in your mind. Now, Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And it, that really is the, the, uh, the bedrock of this whole idea that I'm sharing with you about self-image. Is we have to work on who we believe we are. And so self-care helped me with that. Once I started taking better care of myself, I started realizing, hey, wait a minute, I'm much more valuable and capable than I had realized. And that moves you up a notch and helps you to improve. So now with all the karud and crap that I'm going through, I'm much more able to handle it because I have a stronger sense of self. So those eight or 10 months ago, when I decided to start working on my self-image and took a course from a friend of mine, who's also a speaker, trainer, coach, consultant, um, he was telling me that, you know, working on your self-esteem, and I know this already from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, working on your self-esteem is very, very important. Your self-image, how do you picture yourself? And so I thought, yeah, let's revisit that. Let's take his course and let's just kind of dive in with both feet. Not with both hands. That's so when you dive, you're using your hands, right? <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this for you and for me self image. We are not who we think we are sometimes because often we think we are our body. If you're your body, who are you when your body starts to fade? You're not as beautiful, you get old and wrinkly, you're rickety, or you have, God forbid, some accident happen or some illness. Who are you if you are not your body, right? If you tend too much to identify with your physique, let's say you're one of those people that goes to the gym all the time and eats healthy, what happens when you're not? Are you not you anymore? That's ridiculous, right? But if you get too much wrapped up in your, that identity, it can cause you trouble. It can wreak havoc with your self-esteem when you no longer have that. So we're already establishing you are not your body, but you are also not your name. If I identify myself as Mrs. Pereka, what happens when I'm not the Mrs. anymore? What happens to those of us that become widows? You are still you, who you are, because you are not your name. What about your circumstances? You know, you're loving life, living large, raising your kids. They finally grow up and move out. And suddenly, empty nester, you say to yourself, who am I? And that, my friend, is because you've created that identity of parenthood and the circumstances of raising children has become who you identify with, who you think you are. So if you're not that mother who caretakes those beautiful children or that wife who takes good care of your spouse or that healthy person who has this vibrant, healthy, strong body, who are you? So this is the thing, right? We have to dig deep. We have to go deeper into who we really are. What is our true essence? What is the essence of who we are? Not the personality. That is something created because it's how we thought we would best survive when we were young. And the things that worked, we continued. The things that didn't work, we discontinued. So not your personality, but the you. The you that is the captain of the ship. The you that says, I, I hurt my hand and recognizes you're not your hand. Or I can't believe I was saying to myself the other day... Who is saying what to who? Which one are you? Are you the person saying something to yourself? <laughs> or are you are the yourself who's hearing you speak to you, right? So we got to get pretty clear on our true identity. That's the beginning. Because from there, you can decide, okay... I've got my goal and because I have a strong goal, I'm going to work on my self-image so that I will achieve my goal. Because if you ask anyone who has achieved great things, they will tell you there's a little loop there going on. You really must work on yourself if you're going to improve anything else about yourself. But what if, because that's what some of us will do, we'll say, I've got this big goal for health, wealth, love, uh, perfect self-expression, whatever it is, and because of that you're going to work on your self-image because you know if you create the right values and you stick to them and decide to grow and be strong then naturally the other things will fall in place but what about if you're not sure you just don't have a real strong goal that you're going after you're you're kind of like um Everything has a season, everything has a time Show me a reason and I'll soon show you a rhyme Cats fit on the windowsill, children fit in snow Why do I feel I don't fit in any place I go? If you feel like that, and I have so many times before, like you don't know where you fit in. You don't know what you really want to do, what you really, really, really want to do, then all the more imperative you work on the self-image. As you grow to trust yourself, to figure it out, to trust your ability, to come up with solutions, to trust yourself, to get the skills, or the associations and the networking, or the knowledge, or to be able to grow your willpower and your imagination and your memory and your your intelligence, any of those things. Once you start putting those things into place, you will feel better about yourself and then naturally, organically, you will be able to blossom like a flower and realize what it is that you really do want to do with the rest of this time you have here on this planet. Trust me, if I can have it work for me and all of the students that I've worked with in the past and currently and in the future, it can work for you. It's just about taking that thought energy and using that power, owning your power. Make a fist with your hand and stomp your foot on the ground and say, power. Say it with me. Power. You have to own your power. You have to decide. I am a victor, never a victim. Say that with me. I am a victor, never a victim. We're going to get control of our mind, and that'll naturally help us with our feelings which will naturally lead into good actions and boom then you have this wonderful spiritual life that goes along in harmony with your physical life you know we are one big (laughs) we are one big masterpiece and only part of it is this body that we reside in here on this planet if you've ever had a loved one, maybe a dog or a cat or a pet or a person that you really loved that departed, you know what I'm talking about. We are not our body. We have a body, but we are much more than that. We are we are spirit incarnate right? We have a body. We have a mind. We need to use our mind. So let's work on that self-image. The next few podcast episodes indeed will be about how to work on your self-image, handle those reaction patterns, learn how to control your mind, own your own mind, These things are going to be very important because, you know, no longer are these the days where you just work your butt off and then get old and sit on the porch swing for a few years and die. Those days are over. But no longer do you want to be in these modern ways of all these distractions and distortions and not being able to focus for more than five seconds because you've been so distracted and so pulled away from that inner voice that tells you what to do that when you were younger, you knew how to listen to, but that now has got so muted because you haven't listened and your body and your spirit don't trust you anymore because you you haven't listened. And so when your body has to like get really sick just to get your attention, what is that? What about back in the day when your body could just give you a little twitch or a little uneasy feeling and you would listen? You would listen to your body. Then your body could trust you. But now, If it takes like a big illness just to get your attention what is your body saying to you we've got to learn to listen we got to get in touch with our body with our mind with our spirit everything has to be all intertwined so this new way of all the distractions and trying to mitigate them little by little little hacks you know like oh i'm gonna um turn off the tv an hour before i go to bed so that i'll be able to fall asleep These little hacks might help you to survive, but they will not help you thrive. We must decide we're going to thrive. We've got to focus on better things. Yes, avoiding the bad things is important, but let's dig deeper. Let's go my way. Let's work on your imagination. Let's start there. Einstein said, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Your imagination is more powerful than knowledge. We must get to a point where we get comfortable and happy and used to using our imagination. We must get more creative because that is the wellspring, my friend. That is the place that gets us into the receiving mode where things just serendipitously happen to us. Things come our way, good opportunities, good choices, good friendships, good jobs, good work good, healthy opportunities. They come to us. We no longer have to strive and and with stress and and be on that treadmill. We no longer have to worry about all these distractions and how we're going to just barely be able to breathe. We are now going to create our reality. If any of this sounds good to you, you better join me again next week and the next week. Until then, caring is sharing, so share this with someone you love and make sure you join our newsletter. I'm creating a new community of people who want to live their best lives now and are ready, sick of the distractions and ready to move forward together. United we stand, divided we fall. Remember that old song, or am I dating myself? And if our back should ever be against the wall, we'll be together, together forever. Please join me. Bye-bye.